0: All right. Uh, it is the PFF forecast. It is Sunday night. Week three, just an average Steelers-Raiders game uh, to get us ready to go. We're going to talk about Josh McDaniels and what the hell that just was. Uh, we're going to do some buy or sell on week three. We're going to talk about the Miami Dolphins, the Kansas City Chiefs, of course, and their big wins. And then we're going to get to the week four guest alliance. It's going to be a great show. Let's rock. Welcome to the PFF Forecast. If you are a longtime listener, member of the printing press, it's good to have you here. If you're new and you're joining us because you just witnessed something on Sunday Night Football you did not think you were going to see and you want answers, we welcome you as well. This is the PFF Forecast. I'm George. I'm joined by Brad and Arjun. Um, I think we, we always start with a little buy or sell here, a little bit of reaction. Brad, I have a feeling I know what yours is going to be. So I will let you lead it off and we can get right into it.
1: How can we not start with the game we just watched? A true disaster class Uh, across the NFL. Some of the funniest field goals I've ever seen this week. We had Denver uh, to go down 35, 13 at halftime. We had the commanders to to lose 37 to three. We had the bears to go down 41, three. And the beautiful poetry of what I'm getting to right here is uh, one of the most famous field goals of all time by Matt LaFleur in the playoffs. He goes woke on us, goes for two down seven uh, or goes for two down eight to be down six, wins the game 18-17 because of that decision. And Josh McDaniels, I guess, did not watch that Buccaneers-Packers game. Uh, so three three minutes, 50 seconds left, kicks a field goal. That that already was inexplicable. Gets a lucky first down because of a penalty onto Marvin Leal uh, on the field goal. It's fourth and four at what the seven-yard line. And you kick a field goal with like two minutes and 20 seconds left. Um, and shockingly, the Raiders lost the game tonight uh, by five points.
0: Okay, I'm going to, um, I'm going to sell the, the the first part of that though. Okay, so I actually think that Josh McDaniel, in, in the the first decision is not as terrible, okay, as we want it to be. So he's got three plus minutes on the clock. He needs two scores, and uh, he's got a lot of of field left to go to score a touchdown so the first field goal i i think that the right decision the math would say the right decision is to go for it but it is not as inexplicable the problem is once you once you get the penalty and you take the penalty you now have to go for it because you're you're the time that as time decreases the chances that you get the ball back decrease extremely quickly and so you, you can't put yourself in a position to have 15 seconds, and 85 yards to go. You can't do that. So you have to go for it the second time. If you were going to kick it again, then you had to take the, the kick the first time. And so I'm trying to think of a good example on this, guys. Like you make a somewhat dumb decision. You get like a second chance and then you just you like you're so happy you get the second chance, but you just still mess it up again. Like, I, I don't really have one off the top of my head, except for like, you say something really stupid in a conversation, like no one notices. And then all of a sudden you just poop yourself five minutes later. Um, so that was inexplicable. It was funny because I think the day kind of started with one McDaniel doing something that was so impressive and ended with one just d- destroying themselves on national TV. Arjun, do, do you disagree with that at all? No,
2: I think, I think what you said is correct. The first one wasn't as egregious as the second one for sure. Um, and I think the, the kind of like calculus behind that also changes. Like if you do take the field goal up eight, you only need a touchdown to win. Whereas, you know, if you do score that touchdown, you still have to go for the two-point two conversion. And you so know, get you to know overtime. potentially, yeah, you have to get to overtime. And you, it, there's going to be time left. Probably so that you have to stop the Steelers from scoring. My biggest, my biggest thing was, I mean, you know, the reasoning I'm sure we'll, we'll hear from McDaniel, McDaniel's in his uh, press conference is, oh, we, I, our defense is playing well in that second half, right? Let me tell you something. Prior to Sunday night football, the Raiders' defensive EPA per play allowed in the first two weeks of the game or of their season compared to every other team's first three weeks of the season. They ranked 31st in defensive EPA for play allowed. That is the elite defense we're going to hear. I'm I'm assuming Josh McDaniels talk about in this press conference that we we strung together a couple stops towards that end of, end of the game. Like I had faith in our defense to get that stop. And of course, what happens? Steelers convert a third down and basically give the Raiders under 20 seconds to drive 90 yards with Jimmy G, which we know is just not going to happen. So again, it's just it's not that second uh, fourth and four that they kick the field goal. I just I couldn't understand. And if I hear if I hear him say he was trusting his defense, I I'm just it's just incredible coaching right there.
1: Matt Canada versus the Raiders defense is when a stoppable force meets a very movable object <laughs> is what we just witnessed on, on live television. <laughs> oh man. Um okay well that was more than we expected to talk about that game. Let's
0: let's keep it moving here. Um and uh, let's get to uh, the next buy or sell Arjun Europe
2: yeah, I did want to talk about the Denver Broncos because yes, they they had one of the oh. worst performances defensively maybe of, of all time. Uh, I think the the Dolphins were averaging about like what point or 1.1 EP per pass, they no throwaways. There was no resistance at all from the from this Broncos' defense. I mean, this is a defense that's been really bad. Jimmy G averaged the point with the Jimmy G we watched tonight averaged a 0.5 EPA per play in week one against the Denver team when Denver was at home. So yes, the Denver defense is terrible. I'm going to push back a little bit and I'm going to actually be buying the Broncos offense mainly because I do think Russell Wilson has been solid or maybe even solid. It might be understood. I think he's been better, way better than last year. Um, His, you know, the EPA numbers from today averaged a 0.02, which isn't great, but you look at his grading 84 PFF passing grade four big time throws um, you could say a lot of that did, maybe came in garbage time. I honestly kind of stopped following that game after in the third quarter. i um, assuming a lot of people did also. But I think Sean Payton really has this offense in a good spot, even though they only did put up 20 points. And, you know, their defense is not going to face the the uh, vaunted uh, Miami Dolphins offense with the MVP every single week. So I, I'm not, like, completely out on the Broncos yet. I know this is a terrible performance, but I think their offense – is trending in the right direction for in in some in some way so curious to hear if you guys agree with that or not or if i'm just too bullish on russell wilson bouncing back
1: yeah, I'll, I'll jump in. I'm I'm definitely buying. I mean, I think you even see some young pieces like a hey, Marvin Mims now has six catches for 190 yards and a touchdown in his career so far. He's averaging over 30 yards per reception. He also had a 99-yard return, I want to say, today for a touchdown. Like, they'll work him in more and more. He still plays like 15 snaps a game. You're getting a healthy Judy back in the fold. Yeah, no, their offense is legit. It's they've been they have not been the problem. It's just it's crazy how the NFL works that way. You have a top five defense <laughs> last year, and now you have the worst defense in the league by a mile. Uh, that's 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 why we talk about the instability of defense so often. And I guess shout out Ajiro Averro uh, obviously made a very big difference last year in Denver.
0: Uh, I think it's interesting. You know, last week on this show, you talked me out of taking the Broncos plus six and a half margin. And it took all of like five minutes for me to thank you for that um, this week. And the reason that I was interested in taking them was because their offense had looked really good. You know, Timo puts this out, PFF underscore move every single week where you look at, you know, how def- uh, how offenses convert into a new ser- uh, set of downs. And the, the Broncos have been top three, you know, they've been really good at converting uh, on the first couple of downs and so I agree. I am I think I'm buying that. What I would caveat that with is I think the Broncos are in a really interesting position right now. They play in Patrick Mahomes' division. You can't get beat 70 to 20 <laughs> and and think you're a serious team. Like they're not they're not a team where you go, "Oh yeah, they have a nice defense," or sorry, they have a nice offense and like that's good. They can build towards the future. Like, they have a nice offense but need to be contending for a Super Bowl and they're not even remotely close. And so I am selling that this offense is good enough to keep it together. I would be looking at how I find a way to Caleb Williams. That's just me, person. Um, Starts next so. week in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, exactly, uh, as AJ Thomas is, is saying. Okay, um, my, mine that I, I'm going to throw up here is uh, are you guys buying or selling that the once locked up AFC South is up for grabs. So the we talked about this in the summer. You know What would we make the Jags to win this division? Um, the Jags were the most chosen team in Survivor and Circa Million Survivor. Over 40% of entrants chose the Jaguars this week, and they lost, and they made CJ Stroud look like he should have been the number one pick. So are you guys buying or selling? I'll start with you, Arjun the AFC South being up for grabs with either the Texans, the Titans, or the Colts uh, as the Jaguars flounder.
2: Um, I, I am not. Uh, I'm selling that any team. I, I still think it's the Jaguars division. Um, pretty bad performance today, but I don't know. I just, I think the Texans are really banged up right now. I think they had a great performance today, but I think they're going to be too banged up to be competitive in other, in other games um I think the Colts I mean they're fighting like they, this is a team I've been I was fading all offseason and I think they had a, a pretty good performance today but it took four 50 yard field goals for Matt Gay to make that happen I don't know if we're ever going to see a kicker or I don't know if there has been any other game where you have seen where kickers made four fifty yarders so it took a little bit of positive variance for them to win that one and then I mean the tight ends are, are the tight ends like Rabel's going to keep them competitive but Ryan Tannehill is, I, I think he's washed. Uh, the only really, I mean, I think he had a solid day today, even though he went through for a hundred yards, he was really just miles Garrett was living in the backfield. Uh, he graded out pretty well, but I just, I, they have no offensive firepower that really gets me going. I still think as long as T-Law's healthy, I think, you know, Jackson will figure it out. I, I think they're just going through some play calling issues on offense right now with Press Taylor taking over those duties from Doug Peterson.
1: Yeah, I want to buy. Um, I think I was like cautiously optimistic about Indy all offseason. I didn't really understand the like they're going to be t- picking top five. I get that Richardson obviously was coming in raw, but they didn't have an untalented roster yeah. last year. They just all played like crap. And now the offensive line is like playing better football. Bernard Raymond's been a better left tackle. Um, Michael Pittman also was like a- an eighth to tenth rounder in fantasy for some reason and remains a dozen target per game type player. Um, I am still selling, though. You know, I just don't know if if any of these teams are going to be able to sustain it through a full season, but I think the Jaguars do have fundamental issues. They they do get Cam Robinson back at left tackle. Maybe then they slide Walker Little or Anton Harrison to guard full-time, which I think improves all of those spots. Um, And, yeah, I mean, Argent's a great shout. Maybe Doug Peterson also needs to take back play-calling duty because today was rough. I mean, that defense – forget the offensive line for Houston. No Derek Stingley. Uh, no Tavir Thomas, uh, n- neither starting safety. Like, <laughs> it, that's that was a pathetic outing uh, by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I, the Colts, I
0: want to buy the Colts. And I think if, Anthony, if we knew Anthony Richardson could stay healthy, I think I would buy them. Their interior is really good. I am a Shane Steichen believer. I have been for a while. I honestly think you look at the chargers, you know, the chargers have actually been really, really good offensively this year. So, you know, I'm not sure it's as big of an issue, but like when they had Mike Lombardi there, like like you you let Shane Steichen go, what a, what a nightmare. Um, And uh, you know, I, so I think the Colts are, are spunky, but I'm not selling the Jags. I'm not buying any other team being able to to beat them. And here's why there's a lot of bad variants on their side of things. Pending review, Trevor Lawrence is the second highest graded quarterback in the NFL right now. He leads the league in big-time throws. You know what else he leads the league in? Dropped passes by his receivers. Drop passes by res- his receivers when they are open, okay, as well. So he's got 10 big-time throws and three touchdowns. Like, you just don't see that, right? Brock Purdy has has like one big-time throw and, and 10 touchdowns. So that will get back. Uh, that will revert to the mean um, I agree with with the play calling side of things, but um, I am not selling the Jags yet. I will say this. I am more worried about the Cowboys offense than I am the Jaguars offense. I, I'm not very excited about what you're seeing from, from Dak Prescott and, and that group. I feel like when I'm watching Dak Prescott, actually, I'll say this in general. I feel like unless I am watching the Dolphins or the Chiefs, I feel like every quarterback that I'm watching is Kirk Cousins do, you, do you, like Arjun, that's your graph right like the the levels of kirk cousins i feel like the nfl <laughs> yeah. this year you put everyone on that graph where it's like levels of kirk cousins it's everybody um because and, and what do i mean by that what i mean by that like i'm curious how you define this Arjun. to me what that means is that with any quarterback it's like yeah this could be a top five performance this could be a bottom five performance i have no idea it's probably going to land somewhere in the middle by the end of the game. But I just have no clue. Like that to me is the Kirk cousins thing where with Mahomes, I think two on the dolphins, because that offense that you you feel a lot more comfortable, but like that's really the only one that's out there right now.
2: I think there's only, I think right now to me, I probably put Josh Allen and Herbert up there. And those are the only other two quarterbacks um, I think are playing at a, at a high level. Allen still, you know, maybe being a little bit careless with the ball compared to Herbert. Um, but, but, yeah, I think you're right. I think the, the quarterback play has been down. I mean, scoring just in general has been down outside of the Dolphins this year. Um, so, it's, it, it, I, I think that's a great point. And, yeah, I think the way I would look at it is, like, I'd expect every quarterback to have, like, a 70 or below PFF grade and, like, a 50th percentile EPA performance every single game um so that's that's kind of how i would i would look at it from a statistical
0: perspective okay we're going to get into guessing lines i have a special one though before we get into it so in a few weeks we're going to get chiefs dolphins in uh in germany and so that'll be a neutral field and we don't have we don't have chiefs dolphins this week so i am curious what you guys would make i did not prepare you guys for this what would you make Chiefs Dolphins on a neutral field, uh, you know, e.g. in Germany? Um, Brad, start with you.
1: I want to give the Chiefs a full field goal just because of the defense, which sounds weird. Like, I think the Kansas City defense is right now, with the lack of Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Phillips been in and out of the lineup. It's probably and and a half. I'd probably just go Kansas City two and a half, but um, – yeah, full field goal like isn't in the question.
2: Uh, I would also go two and a half, but uh, trending three.
1: Hey, there we go. <laughs> I two and a half minus fifteen. Yeah.
0: A Tyree kill revenge game. Uh, you know what I think is shouldn't be lost on people is that the Denver Broncos are an abhorrently bad defense. The Dolphins have faced two abhorrently bad defenses. So far in Kansas City and Denver, but they did so today without Jalen Waddle, and the number of fast players that they can put on the field is really remarkable. And and McDaniel is absolutely in his bag right now. I I don't think you can make this a full three, and and I think you could go as you know you could go to a pickup. The the Chiefs' offense, while Mahomes is amazing, I mean, are you really buying Rasheed Rice? like in clutch important situations are you buying him like i get that you can buy him against the bears when they literally can't <laughs> rishi rice would run behind a guy turn around and the ball would be there and then he'd run for 10 more yards like that will not work in a real football game against a real football team
1: sorry brad
0: um no like, it's true
1: true cater coho is you know, good in the slot for miami no you're not wrong you're not wrong
0: like, you know, and they don't have Jalen Ramsey back yet. John Holland has been amazing. Um, they have some real players on, on that team. And, and Vic Fangio, to me, is the, is the secret weapon for the Dolphins. Everyone is talking about the offense. The offense is amazing. But I think that is such a step up for them and what he could do to put together a, a game plan defensively. I'm actually going to go less than two and a half. I think it should be a, a pretty close to a pick like I would, I would be tempted to just make it a pick Um So we'll see what week is that? Do we know, uh, do you guys know what week that is? It's like 10, 12, something like that. I don't know. Well, anyways, um, we'll get to guessing the lines here as we do every single week before we get to that though, uh, AG1, uh, if you're listening to this, it is a little late, especially if you're on the East coast. So you got to make sure you stay healthy, get the right supplements to keep yourself from getting sick during this football season. So drink AG1. AG1 gives you the supplement backbone that you need to stay healthy without you know, worrying about what you're eating on you know, an every, everyday basis. All you have to do is drink one pack a day and, and you're just set up and you're ready to go. It also keeps you super regular, which is awesome if you're traveling. Um, the travel packs are an absolute godsend. I take them with me every single time I go somewhere. Um, and it, it uh, also is a sign that you have a little grit. Because not everyone can just drink AG1 and just you know bounce back. So um, if you want to be like Dan Campbell and the end the Lions, drink AG1.com slash PFF, and you'll get a free five travel packs plus a year's supply of vitamin A. So go to drinkag AG1.com slash PFF. Um, all right. It is time to guess the lines as we do every single week. And you can join in on this as well. So now members of the Printing Press Discord, can enter the weekly set the lines contest. Um, We will send out your your scorecard and you'll have a chance to win some really cool stuff, um, including a printing press hat um, and just see how good you are at setting the lines. cool thing about the contest is we look at how accurate you are in terms of actually setting the lines against the market. And when you disagree, are you on the right side of that disagreement? And we talk about that every single Wednesday. So. With that it is time for us to get into it um let's do a quick recap because brad i'd be remiss i talk about my record every single time um but this is where we were at last week uh and let me see if i'll zoom in here so that people can actually see what we're talking about um but brad you uh undefeated thus far um so we had we placed uh we placed bets every single sunday night you had five on the board brad and you went undefeated would you like to, to say a few words
1: yeah, you know, I got to look forward to something every Sunday uh, as a Bears fan. So I had that, which was great. I was, not, And it included, hey, you guys laughed at me when I said Chiefs minus 16 and a half. I should have said minus 24 and a half. I was way short uh, on the number there.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> um, so uh, we are on to week four. I, I didn't calculate the overall record. I think I'm still in the lead,
1: but I am feeling a little bit of Brad on my heels, so. Um, no, here we go for this year. You're not no for this year. We were tied coming into the week, and I'm five and zero, so I'm in, I'm in first place. Nice try, though.
0: <laughs> larger sample, larger sample is important, Brad.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Um, Dating back to last edginess? year, you're up by like twenty bets still. So <laughs> the, the, the edginess is uh,
0: is coming through. So hopefully, the person that asked for more edginess is. Uh,
1: is yeah, um, that's, that's for him.
0: <laughs> all right, here we go. Um, so Thursday night football: Detroit and Green Bay, a rematch of the Week 18 game that uh, Detroit hung a banner for. Brad, what did you make this?
1: Made it a pick.
2: I went Lions minus two.
0: Wow. Interesting. Um, I went uh, – let's see if I can actually find this here. I went with Green Bay uh, minus two and a half. Um, so this is going to be interesting. Uh, Let's see. Where is the market? Um, Where is this game? Why am I not seeing it? Uh, Here we go. Uh, Green Bay plus one, plus one and a half. Let me see here. This is great podcasting, but I have to re-log in too.
1: Yeah, yeah, Jeff King says Packers plus one.
0: Packers yeah,
2: but Sandal has it has a one and a half. I, it's really split across the board. It seems like yeah. between one and one and a we'll, half.
1: We'll call it. We'll call it one. Um, okay, yeah, so no I, I actually, yeah, yeah, for teaser legs, make it one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 it is. It is minus one, minus one twelve uh, for the Lions on DraftKings. So it's gently shaded towards that side. So, <laughs>
0: all right, I'll, I'll start here. Um, I, I so. Let me start by asking you, Brad, that the guys that sat out this week, I know the floor said it wasn't because they had a game on Thursday. I kind of think it was because they had a game on Thursday. Um, Do you think those guys are coming back? You know, Jair,
1: Bakhtiari, Watson, uh, Jenkins. That is my exact logic. So you and I are in the exact same page. I do. You have a divisional game. The team that, like you said, knocked you out of the playoffs last year. The guys probably, you know, like you didn't just sit them out for that, but they were close. You think maybe you can still beat uh, the Saints at home. I think that is exactly why they didn't play. I think Aaron Jones, Christian Watson definitely play. Jair's popped up late week, so I'm not as confident in that one. And then Bakhtiari, I mean, who the hell knows? Uh, and Elton Jenkins, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. But anyway, the weapons, yes, I think both those guys play uh, this game. Okay, so
0: I, I like Green Bay here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a bet on the board um, early. I like Green Bay. Um, I, I thought they actually played better um, than the score uh, against New Orleans would insinuate. And that's backed up by uh, what we saw in Timo's noise-canceled score. He actually had Green Bay scoring uh, like 27 points in that game. Um, they were really efficient offensively, and I just believe in in what LeFleur is doing. And I don't think Detroit defensively is anywhere near as good as Desmond Ritter made them seem, okay? Desmond Ritter is horrible. I am not giving Detroit a bunch of credit for beating Desmond Ritter um, so uh, I like Green Bay. I think they, sh- they should be the favorite here at home against a really good Detroit team, um, but I think Green Bay is, is a solid team and, and they were they were down a significant number of players today uh, and still were able to, to, to win and I think win more convincingly than the score showed. Um, Brad, you joining me?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna put this in the back pocket as a potential teaser leg. I don't like it by itself, um, but I do like getting it over getting it over a touchdown. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah
0: I feel
2: like you. this year I've gone against you guys more than in in years past. Like I, I like the lines here. Um they okay. they really impressed me today. I, and I was really worried about their defense. Desmond it could just be Desmond River sucks, which is probably the case, but um like I'm not too worried about Aaron Jones coming back, mainly because of how impressed I've been with the Detroit run defense. I mean they rank ninth in, in rush EPA and third in rushing success rate allowed on defense. Um, you know, Watson back could be huge, but one of the interesting things about Green Bay's offense that I've noticed is I don't think there's a bigger uh, change in rank between a team's offensive EPA and their offensive success rate. So what I mean by that mm-hmm. is Green Bay right now, in terms of their dropback EPA, they're ranked third, but in terms of dropback success rate, which is measuring the per-play success of how you know well they're performing. Uh, on a per play basis they rank 17th so that drop off just means they're being carried by explosive plays which will I think tend to regress to the mean um, mm-hmm. you know the Detroit secondary has been a little bit banged up obviously they lost Chauncey Gardner Johnson for basically the season Emmanuel Mosley hasn't really been playing so I'm a little you know I that gives me some pause but you know Ben Johnson I still think he's cooking Jared Goff I think left a lot of points on the table today um, and yeah, I think Dan Campbell will have his team ready like he has in years past. So I will be taking the Lions. I think you know Packers' offense is due for some offensive regre- or due for some regression. Not going to be ex- as explosive. And I think uh, Lions walk into Green Bay and get the stub. Yeah.
1: Well, I actually I agree with everything you just said. Um, I think both defense. Sorry, to cut, cut you out, I just like actually how both defenses are playing and think it might be a low, lower scoring game than we'd expect which makes me lean points. But but yeah, I, I do agree that I think fundamentally Detroit is a better football team uh, than the Greenwood Packers.
0: Atlanta-Jacksonville, this game is in the UK. Oh, by the way, the, the printing press had this at 1.1, um, so they were more accurate. By the way, last week, the uh, printing press overall, we, we allocate 10 units, fake units of bets uh, every single week, and um, the, the printing press overall was up uh, 1.8 units per Uh, entry on average so it does seem to to actually be helpful to kind of know where where that line is being set up Um, okay atlanta jacksonville this of course in london brad jags minus three yeah I, i crossed through and i went jags minus three and a half went jags minus three as well brad and this uh, is jags minus three in most places looks like it's shaded a little bit towards two and a half draftkings has it at three minus 105 um, so does circa so we'll call this three uh, arjun you're the only one that is um on the other side of this are you uh, riding with trevor lawrence here
2: yeah, I'm, I'm riding with Trevor Lawrence. You, I think you, uh, you outlined some great points actually talking about, you know, he leads the league in big time throws, uh, has suffered from, from a lot of drops from his receivers. But you give me a chance to get a top seven, eight quarterback against a bottom five, maybe bottom three quarterback in Desmond Ritter. Um, I'm going to be taking that top eight quarterback every time at a field goal or less. Um, I also think the, the Falcons defense, again, I think Lions left points on the board. Amonra had 102 yards. Uh, Sam Laporta had 84. Outside of AJ Terrell, there is no cornerbacks for Atlanta. Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, I'll be all, I'll, I'll, I think Christian Kirk's overs are going to be very appealing out of the slot. Then Engram profiles pretty similarly to Sam Laporta. So I think both of them are in for big days. And I just, you know, I don't think the, ja- the, the Jags defense has been that impressive. They have. You know, a, a solid run defense, which I don't know, again, how much that matters against the Falcons, who have seemed to run the ball less efficiently than I thought they would coming into the year. But again, this matchup is really just buying Trevor Lawrence at, the, at his lowest, I feel like, and, you know, just fading Desmond Ritter to hell as much as I possibly can.
1: Could not agree more. Won't even give analysis. I am also on it, just like last week when I took Detroit, in, in, you know, in a heartbeat.
0: So are you going to bet this despite just being at
1: three? Yep, still betting it i i, I you know i it, it, there's always a the thing of like am i guessing what it's going to be versus what i feel that one was more i wanted to go over the you know give them the hook as well it's in london so i'm guessing maybe they get less home field advantage than if it was just in jacksonville but yeah uh, if it gets two and a half also if it's trending that way that's that's beautiful
0: yeah that really is um I, i'm 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 gonna pass only because i don't want to jinx you guys um so but but know that, that I, i'm on it obviously i talked a lot about trevor lawrence as you pointed out arjun and, and i think selling the jags thinking that trevor lawrence isn't playing well is what a lot of people will do because that's what they right you're just looking at the box score and you're going oh they haven't put up points trevor lawrence must be garbage that's like literally the whole reason that pff exists so um you know i think that trevor lawrence though can continue to play well and his team can continue to let him down so I, I, i'm gonna pass on this one okay the game of the week, uh, which is for some reason being played early, uh, is Miami at Buffalo, Brad. I went Buffalo minus two and a half. I went Buffalo minus two. Okay, I went Buffalo by point. Um, very much considered making this a pick, um, but gave them, uh, gave them the point there. It is, uh, where are we here? Why can I not find this game? It's, it's got to be on here. You guys help me out. Why don't I see it here?
1: Yep, I got th- oh, wow. three. Wow, three a full three on DraftKings three. shaded towards Miami though. Miami is minus one eighteen at plus three.
0: I see circa at uh, just a just a minus one ten. Um, um, yeah, wow, that's interesting. So two and a half. I'm seeing two. Yeah, two and a half shaded towards three though. Yeah. So. Yeah, I see. I see two and a half at FanDuel, but it's, I mean, it's minus one eighteen. I, I think three is the number to put it at. Um, here, okay, this is uh, this is interesting. Um, so, you know, what is it that the that the market is seeing that I guess like, you know, where where do I differ from them here? Um, you know, Sam Howell. I think have the benefit of what we just saw is, is playing one of the, the worst defenses in, in the national football league in Denver. Um, and so, you know, sacking a guy nine times, is going to give you a huge, a huge leg up. I don't think they're going to sack two a nine times to it. didn't get sacked single time um, today. Uh, and, you know, I think against really good teams and, and the dolphins are a good team. The Bills are going to struggle a little bit more offensively because they, they actually lack some depth at the receiver position. I think this is where it, it will show up here. But I think a full three is, is too much. Um, now, what gives me pause is that I'm sure the total uh, is going to be mid-50s. Um, and so three isn't really worth a whole lot when you know the, the total is so high. So as of now, actually, I think I'm going to pass even though I'm off by a couple of points here. Um, unless one of you guys can convince me.
2: I'll just say, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I I can't convince you to go off three. I mean, this offense, offense is rolling. The Bills' defense, like their numbers are kind of skewed, but I think by just playing some not so great quarterbacks. They Zach Wilson. They played Jimmy G without Jacoby Myers. Um, yep. And it's interesting how they went from a zero sack performance in that game to a nine sack performance, the same Um and we know, you know, Jimmy, it's not like Jimmy's some like mobile guy in the pocket. Um, the main thing about the dolphins offense is really that they just get the ball out so quick. So it's like whatever, even if you, even if you are bullish on that bills pass rush, which I think they've done better without Von Miller than I thought they would. I don't think it's going to matter. It's going to come down to their coverage play. And it really like it's, it depends on how much you believe in Trey white um, and everything. So I I don't I don't have a real feel on I don't really feel like I want to bet the Dolphins because also the Bills have the superior quarterback in this game, or oh, my bad my bad. Two is the MVP, but Josh Allen you know has been more consistent for multiple years. Um, but I think just because of the elite quarterback play that the Bills have, it, it makes it tough to really fade Josh Allen at home when they been the offense has been rolling recently.
1: So you said exactly why I think the market had this all the way at a full field goal, which is that I think they are pricing the Bills defense as some elite, elite unit. Um, they've played Zach Wilson, the, Ra- the Raiders and Jimmy Garoppolo and then Sam Howell. And you also just pointed out, I need to look at today's numbers, but um, like their, their pressure rate is high. But then if you split our data by. Pressure is an over or under two and a half seconds. It's like average. Like they're getting a lot of pressure later on when quarterbacks are holding out of the ball. Okay, well, Tua has the lowest average time to throw in the NFL. So I think that is gonna be mitigated. And I think Trey White and Christian Benford and whoever's out there are, are gonna be, you know, running wind sprints chasing, you know, Tyree Kill and Waddle. The only reason I'm not betting this is because I don't know about Waddle yet. I know he didn't matter today in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but he's going to ma- he's going to matter in this game. And, you know, concussions are a little, you know, I just don't know his status. So,
0: you know, you actually bring up a really good point And I just pulled this up. The the Bills uh, pass rush grade as a team is actually ranked 22nd. Um, and I think that speaks exactly to what you're saying. Like that, that is not to use this phrase twice in, in one um, segment. But like this is why PFF exists. Um, I'm doing. It. I'm taking. Uh, I'm taking the Dolphins. I think they're superior team. Um, I think what what Judah said before the the season started was, you know, the, the Bills might not be as good as everyone thinks, and I still think that could be the case. Like I don't know that beating the Raiders handily, uh, beating the 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 Commanders handily, um, and losing to half of you know to Zach Wilson is like that um, impressive. So. Uh, I'm doing it. I- I'm I'm going to go ahead and and take uh, the Dolphins here. Um, all right, Minnesota, Carolina. Is this going to be Dalton, Brad?
1: Uh, yes, ninety nine percent sure it's going to be Dalton. All right, what do you make it? I had Carolina plus three and a half at home.
0: Same. Uh, I have Carolina plus uh two and a half. Yeah, it did make it two and a half. I feel like kind of an idiot. Um, I feel like this should be three. Uh, no, let's do. see. Um, it is uh it is three. That's what it is. Um DraftKings has it two and a half. I think three is probably the number that's gonna be at. Um I I will go ahead and start. I, I know I'm off this by by a little bit. Man. I am tempted. I thought Dalton looked fine in that game. Um, They're definitely a better offense without Bryce Young. If anything, the performance by Dalton today made me really question Bryce Young. (laughs) That was my – my take was like, oh, wow, this offense looks like dramatically better without Bryce Young. But um, I'm going to lay off this one because this is – Minnesota is not trading Kirk Cousins. People need – I can tell you right now, you guys can sleep in tomorrow – because you don't need to get uh, to wake up to watch Get Up, because I'll give you their first hour. The first hour is Mike Bloomberg talking about the Jets trading for Kirk Cousins. Okay. Like, I don't understand how that shows on ESPN, to be honest with you. Like, what are they doing here?
1: Um, the second but anyways, hour is talking about uh, Dak Prescott losing to the Cardinals. So there's yes. there's your first two hours. Yeah. Let's bring in Mike Tannenbaum to talk about whether Kirk Cousins can get traded to
0: the Jets. Um, all right.
1: Uh, Brad, are you betting this? I'm also staying away. Um, I mean, Adam Thielen, revenge game. Got to fear the guy. Just had a true bounce back today. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just staying away. I mean, like, I want to take Minnesota minus two and a half on the DraftKings number here, but on the full three, no. I'm staying away.
2: I will be taking our Minnesota Vikings. They have to, like, they have to get a dub at some point, right? (laughs) Like, they have to. And, like, they're always canceled. I mean, their noise cancel score from Timo's stuff had it was a tie, wasn't it? Like a tie game. Yeah, thirty-one like, all. You're right. Yeah, like they're better than the scores indicate. Like the, this is the one score regression that hit them. But um, I, I also just want to fade the Panthers at any cost. Uh, Brian Flores, the madman that he is, blitzed on forty-one of his fifty of uh, the Chargers' fifty dropbacks. Um, Keenan Allen just had just an absurd day to beat that, and like I Ad- don't Adam Thielen and Keenan Allen are in the similar vein, just older veterans, but I think Keenan Allen's a way better separator at this point. And I think to beat blitzing, you need receivers that can separate, which the Panthers obviously don't have, because any Panthers fan who, you know, has commented on my Bryce Young is not a good quarterback right now. All they're telling me is, you know, the receivers aren't separating. So I think they're going to struggle a lot against this super blitzing scheme or super heavy blitzing scheme from Flores. I don't think there's any corner on that team that can cover justin jefferson especially with jc horn out and i think the vikings offense has actually been good it's just you know i think their defense has kind of let them down but this is a prime bounce back spot against a receiving core that just can't really
0: separate so i'll be taking the vikings here
1: you told me i'm in
0: (laughs) i i i'm very i'm very sold uh however i already have a bunch of vikings futures so um I'm already, uh, I'm already on them. You know, it, it's it is interesting. Like the the Vikings, I think today actually got a little bit of positive, as crazy as it, as it'll sound, some positive regression on the uh, on the turnover side of things. So something that won't show up in that noise canceled score is the fact that like Alexander Madison absolutely fumbled the ball <laughs> at the three yard line, and for some reason was given forward progress. That was absolutely bananas um, and ridiculous. So. Um, yeah, the, the, the worry that I would have is that the um the, the Vikings defense is is really, really, really bad. Um and Dalton is a serviceable quarterback who can throw accurately and like that's kind of what you need. Um so anyways, I'll let you guys keep rolling on that. Uh and won't won't jinx you there. The this should be flexed into Sunday night football, as someone mentioned on the podcast. This is Denver at Chicago. We we brought up Miami's incredible offensive performance didn't take a sack, didn't have a throwaway, didn't have a scramble, had a target on every single drop back, and had a 1.13 EPA per play. And, Brad, I'm not sure if the Chicago Bears could do that if they were just practicing against air.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no I'm confident that. in telling you they could not do that. Yeah, you're saying it should yeah. be flexed. This should be flexed. To, you know how Hawaii kicks off at 11.59 Eastern? That's the time slot they should put this game in, uh, oh, you know, just hey. so no one watches it. All right, would you make it? yeah I got on that note I got bears plus one and a half I went uh,
0: I went bears plus three and a half. Jesus nice. I split you guys I went bears plus three um, the the printing press was at 2.9 Printing press has been like really on the number by the way so far um, I think because the, the spreads are so small um, what is this here? Oh, my God. I'm saying
1: three and a half. So am I. Holy mark, shit.
2: Market consensus, wow. it seems like.
1: Can we just acknowledge yeah, very quickly, the Dolphins – I mean, the Broncos give up 70 points, one of the worst – probably the worst defensive performance ever because I don't care about 1950s football. They had the worst defensive performance ever. They lost by 50, and they are over a field goal favorites on the road against the Chicago Bears. That is – that's worse than what happened on the field against Kansas City is this spread. This spread is the most disrespectful spread in the history of organized football. And it's not a bad spread. I'm just pointing that out. This is – it's incredible. It's truly incredible. Anyways, rant over.
0: What what happens to the loser of this game? Which, like, if Denver loses this game, is anything happening? I mean, that this – if Denver loses this game, this has got to be the most embarrassing start to a season you could possibly have. At least
1: they're at least they're paying everyone on their roster. Like, at least we can hang our hat on two firsts and a bunch of cap space. Like Denver's, you know, they'd have none of those things. But yeah, whoever loses this game, the season their season's already over regardless. But it's double over if, if they lose this one. <sighs> yeah. Is Chicago what happens if Chicago loses this game? So I've mentioned on the pod before they've never fired a coach in the middle of the season, but hey, if they lose this game at home to Denver and they're zero four with probably I don't know a point differential in the sixties, maybe they change that precedent uh, for the first time.
0: Yeah, uh, Arjun, you are on a fan of the Denver Broncos. Are you? Are you intrigued? You're on the number. Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah, I know. I was. Uh... Yeah. I was buying the Broncos offense and I mean, the Bears' defense is, is not very good. I, you know, I know we're talking about, about the Broncos defenses, the Bears defense is on a, on a pretty similar level, Uh 30th in EP per play allowed and 19th in success rate. So they're just giving up a bunch of explosives, which, you know, ironically is actually what uh, the Broncos offense has been pretty good at. you see just Marvin Mims averaging, what is it? 30 yards a catch or something. Um, and like, I don't know. I, I this the Bears offense is so anemic I mean Justin Fields played the entire game and didn't throw for 100 yards like I, I just like I have no faith that they're really gonna be able to move the ball they just haven't shown anything like that so yeah I'm gonna be taking our I'm gonna be taking the Broncos and just fading the Bears into oblivion
0: I think that's fair uh I'm gonna pass on this game um I, I cannot bear to uh to watch this game, though um, so whoever loses, I think the loser could be the winner here
1: in this. Oh, game. absolutely that that's that says for sure.
0: It's a yeah, that's a coveted number one pick. You could start putting the um, whoever loses this game, you can start doing the Caleb Williams uh, jersey swaps for this team. Uh, Baltimore goes to Cleveland in AFC North divisional matchup, Brad. I had Cleveland minus two.
2: I had Cleveland minus one and a half.
0: I had Cleveland by two and a half. Uh, The consensus of the printing press minus 1.2. And uh, let's see here. We have got um, Cleveland plus one and a half. Uh, well, it's actually, it's all over the place. So um, Circa's at minus 2.5, FanDuel minus 1.5, DraftKings minus 2. I guess there's some book out there that has them as a, a underdog. But anyways, the consensus appears to be 2.5. Um, this, this feels like a great spot to get Baltimore to actually hit a teaser leg. That would be my initial take. Um, the Cleveland defense, We we were buying the Cleveland Browns to win the the division uh pre-flop preseason, um feel pretty good about it their defense has been absolutely unbelievable um and i would say baltimore's offense maybe took a little bit of a step back today um so i I, i'm tempted here uh to take baltimore as a teaser like
1: Very tempting. Yeah, real quick. The Browns held out 3.2 yards per play, which is apparently the best in a century. Like that's how good they've been through three games. That is obviously. Um, And and their another success rate they've allowed is like 24, 25 percent through three games. I mean, truly preposterous numbers. Yeah, they should be if they win this. They should have been 4-0 and 3-0 in the AFC North winning this game. Uh, but they lost a game in which they were leading going into the fourth and and held the Steelers to negative seven yards and still lost that game. But anyway, I will say too I, I do want to throw the teaser. I'm not going to Deshaun Watson played some football today uh, for a change. He had the one he had the worst player I've ever seen in my entire life, throwing the ball backwards about twenty yards, but everything else was was very pretty going the correct direction.
2: Yeah, George, I think I'll join you on the teaser. Like, I think, you know, if you're going to be buying the Ravens just straight up, I think it really depends on how, like, how much you're buying this Ravens passing attack, which I was I was impressed with against the Bengals, but I think they took a step back today. Lamar took a step back in general, um, and I, I think we have to commend that the Cleveland Browns have gone from literally the league's worst run defense to the league's best run defense in one offseason season could just be Jim shorts could be, you know, all the pieces they brought in, but yeah, I, I like them as a teaser. leg, but I, I just, I, I'm not as bullish in, on their passing attack yet that I can take the Ravens at all here or straight up.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's uh, that's very fair. Um, the, the Baltimore offense looked, looks really terrible today, but I, I think the Colts are a little underrated. uh, Pittsburgh and, uh, Sorry, wait, Brad. Did we get to you there, or did I? Uh, I pass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh and Houston, the Spunky Texans. CJ Stroud's gonna have a really good game. Break um, this week. Head to pff.com to see tomorrow at like 9 a.m. Pacific time. Um, Brad, would you make this
1: Texans plus
2: one and a half? Whoa. Okay, I went uh, Texans plus three.
0: I, uh, I was even more bullish. I went Texans plus one. Um, I definitely on. made this line before seeing the uh, – before watching the game. Um, press was at 2.1. Let's see where this ended up. It's going to be like three now. Um, Texans. Oh, my God. Three and a half. Uh, three and a half on FanDuel. Uh, three and a half on DraftKings. Draft Draft three and a half. Trending um, three though. Yeah, um, I'm not betting this game. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not drinking the CJ Stroud Kool Aid quite yet.
2: <laughs> Can't do it, Brad. And I, before you before you say anything, if you're gonna bet the Texans, you literally said in our chat that we don't bet on th- these are games that Tomlin wins. Tomlin gets to over 500 or 500 and up beating beating up on teams like the Texans. You, you said that you can bet them. If you, you can bet the Texans, if you still
1: want to, I'm just saying. Uh, so I, I'm not going to bet the Texans. Cause I realized kind of going through it, like uh, Stroud was awesome today. He was missing his offensive line. Maybe he gets Tunsil back, but even before this week, I know he was like top five in EPA per drop back when kept clean. And like 30th when pressured, we know Pittsburgh is going to get a whole bunch of pressure, you know? So, yeah, no, I'm staying away here, but also, yes, that is a fact. That's what Tomlin feasts on the bad teams. I'm not betting three and a half because I do think Stroud and that that team is pretty spunky, Um, but yeah, I'm staying away.
0: Yeah, it was a Pittsburgh's last two wins are there's a time to fade the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't think it's this game, but I mean Kenny Pickett tried to throw interceptions
1: for the entire first half should have Um, I don't know. I definitely What's the total George? What are you seeing for the total? I don't cuz I don't see the game listed. 40, I only have the spreads up. Okay. 41
2: yeah, 41 41,
1: 41
2: and a half or four, Yeah, 41 40 and a half. Okay. Too low. I was going to think oh, go ahead. Uh, To George's point, we'll get to fade the Steelers in a little bit. Uh, Matt Canada is apparently having a more prominent role in Pickett's development, mm. which is great news for fading
0: <laughs> Steelers down the in the future. So, um, just another thing to keep in mind. That's good for good for him. By the way, this morning I saw something that was like the um the Canada report. It's like an it was like there was actually something serious that was happening in Canada. And of course it, it came on my Twitter feed at like 8 30 and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> what's going on with Matt Canada? Uh, it was nothing to do with Matt Canada. Um before we move on, um, another week of football is on the way. And if you do not yet uh, have an account at Drafting Sportsbook, now is the time to go get one. Use promo code PFF when you sign up bet $5 to get $200 in bets, uh, free bets, instantly bonus bets is what they're calling them, I guess. Um, Throw five down on any of this week's matchups. We've obviously gone through a few already. Um, And as soon as you do, you will get those bonus bets directly into your account and you can then go use them. Uh, So it's very, very easy. Just go down to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code PFF when you sign up and new customers get the opportunity to bet just $5 and then get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with promo code PFF. The crown is yours. And now, the favorite part of the podcast, this is why people tune in. Here is the disclaimer for all people uh, that are about to go use DraftKings Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY four six seven. 369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in the great state of Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Floyd in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com football. T- uh, terms for eligibility, uh, terms and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility, eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right, I just wanted to make it through that. Um, we are on to Indianapolis, the Rams and the Colts. The Rams, of course, play tonight against the Bengals. Colts equaling out. Is Anthony Richardson, I expect, him to be back, Brad? Uh,
1: he could be. but I don't know. But I, I would guess he plays. Yeah. Um, would you make this? I had it as a pick.
2: I went Rams plus one.
0: Rams plus one. Okay. Yes. Um, This is in Indy, right? Didn't mess this up. Yep. Okay. Um, I have the Colts. Two and a half. The press was at plus uh, 1.4. And let's see here. The this looks like Colts plus one and a half at FanDuel with minus 120. DraftKings Kings has it minus one, minus 105, circa minus one, minus 110. Let's go with the circle line because they're actually offering even. Uh, we'll go Colts by one. Um, so the, the matchup here I think is interesting. I'll just kick this off. I'm off by like three and a half points, of course, crossing zero, um, which doesn't matter quite as much. Um, so it worries me a little bit. I think the Colts have been have been pretty stout. I think the Rams are just a better team and have a better quarterback. Um, and um, so I think I think this is a good spot to take the Rams here. But I'm going to pass just because I don't know what's happened on um, on Monday night, obviously yet, and so I don't want to take them and then have some some injury. So pending they get through that game kind of unscathed, um, I, I do like the. I do tend to like the Rams
1: here. Yeah, it's interesting because I think the the price here is in the trenches. I think the Colts have a pretty clear advantage, maybe on both sides of the ball. But we saw mm-hmm. the Niners play well against, or the the Rams play well against the Niners, kind of handle that that type of matchup. I'm staying away as well, but I, I you know, I, I do think the Colts are going to be able to really win up front uh, in this game and maybe kind of surprise people here. Yeah,
2: George, I think we should do a yes asterisk like we did last week. Uh, you know, Rams mm-hmm. get through. Puka, Puka uh, you know, stays healthy. Stafford's healthy. No major injury for the Rams. I think we'll, you know, I, I am on this train with you that I will bet the Rams. I want to point out, just from a schematic standpoint, if you've read any article in the past three years about the McVeigh tree, the Shanahan tree, those coaches were hired because they specifically know how to beat Gus Bradley defenses, the (laughs) Gus Bradley, Robert Sala, uh, that, you know, Dan Quinn cover three single high scheme versus McVay's wide zone play action boots. All of that are, are are built to destroy Gus Bradley scheme, which is why, you know, the Gus Bradley tree or those type of coaches haven't been, you know, infiltrating defenses like Vic Fangio's has. This is McVay's, you know, this is like a birthday present for him, I feel. Like, this is the defense he's created his offense to destroy, to to beat. Um, you know, the the Colts' corner's pretty bad. I'm not saying that uh, the Rams receivers are all that great outside of Puka, but the Rams' offense is rolling. I personally thought have thought Matthew Stafford is the MVP of the league in the first two weeks. Don't know what happens tomorrow, but this is a great matchup for the Rams' offense. Um, and I think – I think they will be rolling uh, next week. So, yes, I will uh, – I'm going to do a yes asterisk like I talked about, but I, I feel pretty confident that Rams offense puts up points here. What are your thoughts on the total of 45 real quick before I move on? I mean, <laughs> like, I, it's – we yeah, without Richardson's status, I, I'm not as confident in that. Like, men should look competent, which is nice. Um and maybe, and I, I think the Colts receivers are better than I gave them credit for initially. So, yeah, I'm, I kind of like the total also. Maybe Rams team total specifically, but I wouldn't mind the over 45.
0: That's not the biggest bet you've placed in your life yet, Brad. We are. patient. No, we're not
2: there. Yet. We're I
0: should have teased it at the beginning. Maybe. Yeah, maybe you should have for, for sure. Time. Let people know. Let people know. Um, all right, Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Obviously, we haven't seen Tampa Bay play yet. We did see New Orleans. We saw Derek Carr go down with what appeared to be a not great shoulder injury. I can't imagine that he's playing next week. Uh, so, this is probably Flamis. Yeah.
1: It looked pretty bad. Yeah. I would guess it's Flamis. And for that reason, I had Saints minus two and a half in the revenge game, the Flamis revenge game.
2: Uh, I went
0: Saints minus three. Went Saints minus three as well. I think Flamish's revenge game is a positive. Uh, and I gave him an extra half point just because of that. Um, I think a week of practice, um, you know, is going to do him a lot of good. Those receivers are really solid. I, I am also kind of, you know, anticipating that Baker Mayfield comes crashing back down to earth here. Um, let's see. What is this? Uh, Tampa Bay, New Orleans got two and a half at circa three at FanDuel, three at DraftKings will make it an even three. Um, I think this is obviously right. Brad, are you taking the Tampa Bay Bucks?
1: No, oh, I think they're gonna get Wop tomorrow night or tonight, I guess. And then this'll this'll be a different spread. Uh no. All right. Um Arjun, unless you have any thoughts.
2: Moving on. Can I, can I pose under forty one in this game? Mm. the saints what have not allowed the saints have not allowed an offense to score more than 20 points in like their last 11 games it's it's like absurd right so we think baker's gonna come crashing i'm not as high on Flamis as you guys are he wasn't that impressive today um and in general i think the bucks defense is, is pretty solid uh if they, if they if they if they at least have carl uh carlton davis jamel dean healthy i think i think this is going to be like a 17 14 or 17 10 game so i I kind of like the under. I take it if someone else takes it. Someone else takes it. I wrote it down. Let's ride. I wrote it down. Let's do it. Love that. I love that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm a big fan. Big fan of that. I'll ride.
1: Yeah. We need a a social to cleanse the palate.
0: We need one. Um, You know, speaking of totals, the the 51 and a half that uh, we got with Minnesota. And the Chargers that landed 52. It obviously closed 54 and a half. So, well, the one time that closing line value actually matters uh, or actually uh, works out in your favor. Washington and Philly. Uh, Sam Howell had a a line today. Now pending review, nine sacks, four turnover-worthy plays. It honestly felt like every time I looked up in that game, he was getting sacked or turning the ball over, and it checks out. Um, that was abysmal. Uh, they go travel to Philly. Philly plays tomorrow against the Bucks. Brad, would you make this?
1: Eagles minus eight.
2: I went Eagles minus seven.
0: I went uh, Eagles by eight and a half. Um, and I think eight. Right number. Where is this one? Here it is. Uh, oh, no, that's the game tomorrow night. Uh, Eagles by seven. Okay. Eagles by seven. Um, man. I, so I watched Sam Howell take nine sacks against the Bills. What, you know, we just talked about the Bills being a decent defense, but like by no means a great defense. The Philadelphia Eagles defensive line is I think they're the two best defensive lines in the NFL are, are the Eagles and the um, and the Niners. And um I think that's gonna be a disaster for Sam Al. Like I think nine sacks, he might take 10 in this game. Um so I think I'm gonna take the Eagles. Um divisional game. So that that definitely scares me a little bit. Um but I, I just think that this is a, a really bad, really, really bad matchup. Or the commanders
1: agreed i'm just not taking it because they play they still have to play but yeah i'm I'm with you george yeah well i'll lay off i I just think i
0: i think after they play this is going to be eight and a half so agreed uh, (laughs) you're right now's the time to strike i'm gonna grab the seven um (laughs) the printing press with with this one coming at seven point nine. All right, Cincinnati and Tennessee. Obviously, Cincinnati still to play. Brad, right now, your best guess on whether Joe Burrow plays?
1: Uh, for for next week, I'll say yes. For tomorrow, I have or today, no idea. Truly, no idea. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, would you make the line? Tennessee plus one.
0: I made mean, this a pick them. So um, I think that uh, if I, I think Joe Burrow is going to play, in which case I would make this uh, Tennessee getting three. Um, but certainly if he doesn't play, it's not going to be that. Um, the printing press had this at 2.4. Um, and let's see, is there a line out there there? That- are it looks like a oh, wow? I'm seeing FanDuel and DraftKings both have Tennessee by a point and a half. So that to me feels like a bit of a hedge on Burrow. Is that how you guys read it? I mean, you guys are both closer to that than I am, but if Burrow actually plays in this game, I mean, the Bengals are a significantly better team than, than Tennessee, right?
1: Yeah, I would agree. I think it's a hedge. It's the J- Jake Browning spread. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm laying off. Obviously, I'm not going to bet
0: this right now. Um, yeah. Either of you guys have any thoughts? No. Vegas and the Chargers. This one is in Los Angeles. Brad, would you make this?
1: Uh, I had the Chargers laying four.
2: Yeah, I think in my form, I put th- uh, Raider or Chargers laying or charges minus three, but I saw Jim BG tonight and then I just saw he's, he's evaluated for concussion. So I'm making
0: this four as well now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to join you guys on that. I, I had three and a half um, before the game started and I would move at a half point. Um, let's see here. Las Vegas. This is four and a half on FanDuel and DraftKings. We'll make it four and a half. So if Jimmy G plays, I actually think four and a half is a is a pretty decent number. So the Pittsburgh Steelers could not cover um, Devonte Adams to save their lives. The idea that the Chargers are going to cover Devonte Adams is <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Um, so I. You know, if Jimmy G actually, it doesn't matter if Jimmy G plays. I think Devontae Adams' overs might be one of my favorite um, bets next week. I mean, he got like 18 targets in that game. Um, And and the Chargers' pass rush should be better, but it's not as good as the the Steelers. So I think, you know, Jimmy G will have a little bit more time, or O'Connell, who played really well during the preseason. Um, So I'm tempted by four and a half. You know, obviously, I wouldn't take it with O'Connell, but um, I think if Jimmy G is able to play, Um, I think four and a half is is a good number. Um, But the Chargers have been phenomenal offensively. Um, So, you know, just the fact that they're the Chargers, they're the only team that can have, like, a a Dolphins-esque offense, but then somehow keep every game close. It's really impressive.
2: I I do want to point out, uh, I think Mike Williams suffered a pretty serious knee injury. Potentially ACL could be out for the season. That's a big blow, especially because Josh Palmer hasn't really been that good for them, and then Quentin Johnson. All they use him for are wide receiver screens. Yes. Um, uh, and then Derwin James. Also, he didn't finish the game, and he has. He I think it was a hamstring injury. So with with Staley, I think he always tends to be on the more cautious side. Joey Bosa's played on with, with two hamstring injuries in the past two weeks, so maybe Derwin gives it a go. But uh, those are two big injuries basically wide receiver two and your maybe best defensive player on defense. So um Chargers I think are gonna be pretty banged up going into this game. Um but Raiders could be also potentially being or not having Jimmy G. So I think I think four and a half is probably the right spread and it's probably a hedge against Jimmy and that probably moves out to what five if he's ruled out five and a half since he's worth about two and a half, three to the to the spread.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: that's right. Brad, any thoughts?
1: No, no, now that you went through that, too much confusion. I was going to mention the over 50 and a half, but the the lack of the explosive Mike Williams plays, like the beautiful catch he had, what was that, down the right sideline on third and 10 or whatever it was. Like, you know, the Chargers don't really have explosive plays in their bag without, you know, without him. I know they got blitzed a ton today, but I'm not going to take an over uh, when I just don't have a lot of faith in either quarterback I mean, Herbert is capable of throwing the ball far, unlike Hemi Garoppolo, but but doesn't really do it all that often. Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Um, excited about this game and very curious where you guys put it. This is one of the ones I had the most trouble with. New England and Dallas in Big D. Brad? Uh,
1: Cowboys minus seven and a half.
2: I win Cowboys minus six and a half.
1: You know, it's going to be
0: in a different space here. I said Dallas minus four and a half. Um, The press had this at 5.7. And let's see here. It's very rare that um, there's this much space uh, across seven for one of us. Uh, I see DraftKings has it at seven. FanDuel has it at six and a half, but really heavily juiced. circus at seven, even money, both sides. So we'll make it seven. I'll start. I'm going to, I'm going to take the Patriots. Um, I think their defense, um, is really good. I think Dak looks like crap. Um, I think the Mike McCarthy calling plays thing, like every single Sunday, you're going to see some Fox, you know, segment on the wonder that is Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott calling plays together. And I don't know when it's all of a sudden going to change to like, why isn't this working? Um, But why isn't it working? Um, So, yeah, they have played the Giants in a monsoon, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Jets with Zach Wilson. Like, What part of that makes anything of what they like? We don't know anything about this team. The most real team that they've played thus far has been the Arizona Cardinals. and They lost. So um, the the Patriots have been better than than their um, their outcomes uh, thus far. I think that the, you know, the game that they played today was a very, very challenging game. The Jets are a really good defense. It was in inclement weather. So I'm not comparing that to the Dallas game by any stretch. Of the imagination i think it's very very different um so yeah i, I love new england getting a, a full seven here and i'm curious what the total is because i, I would probably lean under if it's anything above I, like 43 and a half
1: i see 41 i was hoping it'd be higher as well <laughs> yeah that's a bummer um yeah
0: brad arjun doing anything here no bet for me yeah, no vote for me either. Yeah, I had a feeling I'd be I'd be a lone ranger there, but I feel good about it. Um Dak, Kirk Cousins, Prescott, Arizona and San Francisco. The probably biggest spread of the day.
1: Brad, would got make this? Yeah, I had Niners minus 14 and a half. I went
0: Niners minus 13. Wow. I went my, Niners minus 12 and a half. The Cardinals have been good. <laughs> like they've been good. Um, so yeah, I went 12 and a half. I'm certainly going to be on the side of the Cardinals, I guess here it is 14, um, pretty much across the board. Huh. So I looked into this a little bit. Um, the Cardinals have been a top 10 offense, uh, throwing the ball this year in EPA per play, but it's a little fluky. Um, Josh Dobbs has performed really well under pressure thus thus far. We know that's very unstable. And this is not the place to hope that performance under pressure (laughs) remains stable, okay? not This is not the game. So I'm going to stay away here. I do think there's a, you know, I, I do think you can make a case for Arizona, you know, finding a way to cover here. But I think you can easily look at this year thus far and go San Francisco and Miami are these two teams that just kind of have it going, right? And the only thing that's sort of going to stop them is, do they have, you know, a big injury? Um, But besides that, I think they're the two most complete teams out there and are capable of beating anyone. That's right, anyone by multiple scores. So I'm
1: passing. Yeah, yeah, Cardinals, they also ran the ball, like really ran the ball down Dallas' throat today to a degree, um, which was impressive. And I do think that is the weakness in Dallas. It's why they poured resources, you know, a first-round pick and Arjun's guy, Mazi Smith. Um, tried to address linebacker, have had a, a bunch of injuries anyway, I don't think you can run the ball on you know this interior plus Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not betting it, but I, like I think if you're if you're indexing on the Dallas Arizona result or even maybe looking at um you know, is Arizona and the Giants are a common opponent all those things um, I don't know i, I I'm staying away because it's just a massive divisional spread and, and Arizona has looked pretty good.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at these numbers here. Like these are the rushing efficiency numbers. Um, you know, averaging point nearly .3 EPA per rush on 23 runs is just un- unbelievable. Um so, I mean, really really efficient um for the Cardinals here. It's impressive. A really impressive game. Um Arjun, you doing anything with us?
2: I'm not – one idea, though, would be Cardinals' first half spread. They've actually won the first half outright in every single game. And everyone likes to joke that, oh, Gannon, you know, shows – you know, he's a good coach. He's you, trying to be competitive in the first half, and then <laughs> he realized he's trying to tank for Drake May in the second half. So, you know, first half spread, seven and a half. You know, you're getting that touchdown, so I, I wouldn't mind that, but I think I'm just going to lay off because San Francisco scares me a lot. <laughs>
0: Yeah, rightfully so. And, and I mean, look, Arizona got their one win out of the way. Like, you know, Gann, I think Gannon, it's really interesting. You, and obviously there's the Gannon-Siriani tie, but like everyone was making so much fun of Nick Siriani before he started coaching. Like, I mean, it was like, right? Like his first press conference. I mean, everyone, I think I tweeted something out. Like, it was like, dude, how did you make it to be a head coach? Like, you can't even make it through a press conference. And then what he was playing, he was like shooting hoops with people at the combine or something like that. Like, man, this guy's a complete joke. And now, I mean, he's got a legit. Everyone loves Sirianni. He's done a fantastic job. I'm not saying that Gannon is Sirianni by any stretch of the imagination, but it's really, really easy to pick one video clip and be like, this guy's a complete moron. Um, and I think like they I think what's interesting about Arizona is what they will look like when Kyler comes back, because clearly they're not a, a total dumpster fire. And I think they might just be good enough where when Kyler comes back, they try to do something. I'm not saying that they, they should, but I do think that will be interesting. Um, and it'll be very interesting to see what kind of how people adjust when Kyler comes back. Um, and do they, you know, do they get some respect uh, from the market? Um, Kansas City and the Jets. This is Sunday night football. Great Sunday night football game with Zach Wilson, as everyone predicted. Brad, would you make this?
1: It's plus nine and a half. I went Jets plus 10.
0: I went uh, Jets plus 10.5. Hmm. And what is it here? It is, ooh, interesting. Uh, so, Fanduel has this 8.5 minus 105. Um, Circus got it at 9. DraftKings has it at 9. We'll call it 9. Um, so, I um, no not minus nine obviously. Um, you know if I knew that Mahomes I'm a little worried about his ankle, little worried about his ankle. Um, I do think that they actually match up decently well um, against the Jets. I think their defense has performed really well and I think that'll be a problem for Zach Wilson um, in this game. I'm tempted to lay off though, just because of Mahomes' ankle and you know his scrambling ability. He, the fact that he just doesn't take sacks is such a valuable asset. In particular, I think a valuable asset against a strong defensive line in the Jets. If I knew that he was healthy,
1: I would definitely take the the Chiefs minus nine. Um, Arjun, do you Arjun, do you know how do you know Quinn and Williams' status? Arjun, have you read anything about it? Um, no, I haven't. So, yeah. yeah, I can't speak on that. <laughs> I just, they're your team, so I had to ask because it's your, it's your boys. I don't know if he, I, he looked pretty bad, like a decently bad injury, um, mm. which I, doesn't, you know, it's just one player, but but uh, I don't know if he plays in this game either. Anyone tempted to take, you guys are all still over the number. Anyone taking the Chiefs?
0: <laughs> nope. Man, I'm really tempted. Uh, press had this at 8. Yeah. 8. 8. 8. 8. Um, I, I do feel like we're, you know, next week we're going to come on here in the middle of the fourth quarter because it's Chiefs by 30. <laughs> she should be like, why didn't we do that? Um, yeah, yeah, it's fair. I mean, Wilson looks totally lost. Honestly, I, I think if Rodgers weren't proclaiming that he was going to heal magic, you know, with the, the sound of dolphins mating in, in a few weeks, like I, I think that is honestly keeping them from making a significant move.
1: Um, which is kind of real funny. quick on that. Cause I sent you guys the video and I know we're almost done here, but I, I just, it was a reminder to me. We're all engaging in the Twitter discourse and all that. You've probably seen the quote where Robert Sala said, Zach gives us the best chance to win. You may have quote tweet dunked on it. You may have made fun of it. Go watch the video of him saying that sentence. And it is the least confident utterance of words I've ever seen in the history of mankind. Trust me. He doesn't think that Zach Wilson gives him the best chance to win so that quote was just taken. It's 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 funny watching him try to get those words out of his mouth. Um, I think they're gonna have to make a move. I don't know if it's before the Chiefs game, but they, they just can't keep trotting out Zach Wilson. I, he's not a top one hundred quarterback in in the world. That's that's a fact. Like that's not even an opinion. It's a fact.
0: How many college quarterbacks are better than Zach Wilson? Um, a dozen.
1: The entire Pac twelve.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. It's really really tough. By the way, the um, Zach Pinto our uh, our awesome social media manager head of social media uh, he's a huge fan of non wong teasers kind of a bit he loves chiefs eagles chiefs down to three and eagles <laughs> down to one um at least one of those like kind of is is a long teaser sort of almost yeah kind of um and at least chiefs one gets to three but like come on um Seattle and the Giants Monday Night Football, Brad. G men plus two. Same. I have the G men by a point and a half. Um, Some on the other side of zero. Much. Um, it is uh, Giants plus one and a half. Um. I'm going to stay away. I mean, I I think that's one and a half minus one and a half. Not a, not a big difference there. Um, So, yeah, I mean, the Seahawks beating the Panthers to me with Andy Dalton, congratulations. Um, And the giants at this point, you know, after a long rest, like they just got their butt whooped by a really, really good team. So this is going to feel a lot different going from the Niners playing the Niners on a short week. And that, that pass rush to playing the Seahawks on a long rest is going to be a, uh, a very different feeling. Arjun, go ahead. Go ahead. No, nah,
2: I I've been you waiting. Know I've, been waiting don't you? I've been waiting.
1: Yeah. It's been teased. I think Arjun called it immediately when I mentioned the chat a couple hours ago, drum roll, please. The over forty-five in this game is insane. Forty-five points? Are you kidding me? These defenses are atrocious. These are two of the worst defenses in the NFL. (laughs) Oh my god! I have so much money—irresponsible amounts of money—on the over forty-five in this game.
2: Yeah, I I love this. Also, I was like I was like doing my research on this and. Seahawks are you show your research cause I'm sure you've done it also. And you're the one with the money on the line. So let, let's see where you have to say Brad on this over.
1: Yeah. I mean, neither team can generate a pass rush in any way, shape or form. Um, you probably get Andrew Thomas back for this game. You might get one or both of Seattle tackles back for this game. I still don't even think it really matters. Um, I think both teams have, have shown they can attack the middle of the field. The safety play for both teams has been terrible. Um, I mean, there's everywhere you look at it. They both, I think, can run the football. Maybe Saquon plays in this game, too. I mean, no matter how you slice it, I mean, you're going to have a bunch of injured Giants corners against a really good trio in Seattle. On the flip side, you know, the Giants, they don't have any, like, dynamic dudes, but, you know, they have a bunch of guys that can catch the ball. I cannot believe. Uh, Look, Brian Dable bounced back. They had 150 yards in that game. Uh, Both teams' pace of play last year was around top half of the NFL I think this is going to be actually. That's not Seattle. I think it was like 20th, but still, like I I, I could not have bet this faster if I tried.
2: To, to add on to that, uh, Seattle currently through week three ranks 27th in EPA per play allowed. Giants are 29th. You look at dropback, <laughs> uh, Seattle's 27th in dropback EPA. Uh, Giants are 30th. Seattle's 29th in dropback success rate allowed. Um, you get a wink Martindale blitzing defense with, you know, Two got uh, who are their outside court? It's a uh, rookie Deontay Banks and I don't even remember who the second one is. Ray Hawkins, um, yeah, Jay Hawkins <laughs> against DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Um, and then you get the Seattle secondary that uh, let me just say allowed the Adam, Adam Thielen at age yes. a million to catch yeah. eleven passes for one hundred forty-five <laughs> yards. Okay, yes. so yeah, there is no defensive resistance here. My only my only worry. Like, literally, my only worry is met, it's it's at MedLife, and it's going to be back-to-back back at MedLife because the KC mm. Jets game ah. is is the night before that we've, you know, I, I'm not sure how bad the field is going to be or whatever, but that would be, like, my only concern. But all the numbers, the just schematics, everything lines up towards this over. So I, I
1: love it, personally.
2: Um, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, it's I, the the wetland thing is true. Although I think obviously the first time that happened was the Jets game with Rogers. I think that could skew offense if defenders are slipping all over the place, right? I think sometimes we hear about how conditions can actually help the offense. I'm not trying to coach a bet. I don't. I mean, this is like I have. Yeah, go go over. <laughs> I'm on. I'm in. Let's do it. Over forty five. <laughs> I love it, I did. Arjun. You you guessed this right away. Yeah, I love That's it. Impressive. I
0: love it. That's impressive. That's great. I I did not I I um I actually didn't really do a lot of thinking about this game. Um it would be interesting to do like a guess the totals. Um you know because I'd be I'd be very curious where we would have ended up here. I think I would have probably landed somewhere in the 46 and a half, 47 and a half range. Um and, and my guess is that tomorrow we'll, we'll see it somewhere around there. I mean, once people listen to the podcast, of course. Um, all right. That was our podcast. Um, thank you so much for hanging out with us for nearly 90 minutes. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. Um, if you did enter the Set the Lines podcast or Set the Lines contest, you will get your, um, your scorecard emailed out to you. Uh, And we will share the leaderboard as well. Um, So definitely make sure that you're in the Discord so you can check that out um, and uh, that you can see how you did so far. And then on Wednesday, we'll share out how everything went from last week. That was our podcast. Thank you all. Peace.